Bienvenidos. From Poder Media, this is Poder Podcast. I am your host, Sergio Lagunas. This podcast features powerful stories from artists, influencers, and community leaders. On today's episode, we feature Raul Torres, an entrepreneur and fashion designer out of Dallas, Texas. He has a brand called Ruli Torres and a model agency. He shares about giving back to the community and about his fashion shows. Welcome, Raul, to Poder Podcast. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so excited about this episode. Uh, please tell us about where you come from. Where where did you begin your life? I'm originally from Guanajuato, Mexico. Uh, that's where I was born. Uh, my family moved to California. I went to elementary there, uh, junior high, high school. Then we moved to Arkansas. Okay. And in Arkansas, did you... Uh, pursue your higher education and what was it that you studied um i did i actually always wanted to major in fashion um but because i moved to arkansas i was just pretty much clueless i had no idea um i i guess i just didn't really know anything about uh had your education and i didn't know that most of the best schools are in new york or you know in europe so i just thought like Nothing's going to happen for me in Arkansas. So I just decided to look for something similar. So I ended up doing graphic design, which was a awesome foundation because, um, you know, I, I studied a lot of the general courses that were a good foundation for fashion design. Okay. And then you uh, attended, from what I've seen, is uh, you transferred over to a uh, four-year university where you went more into the fashion industry? Yeah, I actually ended up working as an academic advisor with my graphic design degree. And that's how I discovered that the University of Arkansas had a degree in fashion. So I immediately um, enrolled into their program. And because I had so many um, credits already, um, I graduated really fast. You know, I was pretty surprised that Arkansas did have a degree in fashion. And uh, most of the students end up working for Walmart because the headquarters are there and dealers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the dealers. No, tell me more about that. How do how do students end up from Arkansas University to Walmart? Um, the headquarters are like 20 minutes away from there. So um, Walmart, it's I, I feel like it's beneficiary for Walmart to donate you know to their programs because most of the students end up working for them like they have a really good business school it's called walton college of business so a lot of they they invest a lot i feel like they invest a lot of money into the university and most of the students end up working for them so do the uh, students end up going to work for the headquarters that okay that is an interesting thing i never knew about since you took a different route, you're like, no, oh, I'm not working for those. I'm going to do my own thing. And where did that spark come from? And how did you become the fashion designer? And why did you choose Dallas, Texas? I feel like it was almost meant to be because I helped my family start a business in, in Dallas, Texas when I was about 16 years old. Um, I ended up learning on, on how to manage my business uh, because I started at a really early age. and so. Dallas felt like a second home 
I didn't want to stay in Arkansas anymore. I just felt like I wanted to spread my wings and move to a bigger city. Dallas just felt like like a second home to me. And so I just felt like I wanted to take on the challenge. I decided, just like my family started their own business, I decided that I wanted like a little piece of the cake. I didn't want to work for another company. I guess people feel like a I, like there is a comfort zone for them. Like they, you know, they have a paycheck to paycheck, but I just wanted to to take on the challenge to, you know, start my own brand and to venture on my own. And it hasn't been easy because I had to like knock on a lot of doors, but it taught me a lot of things. Thank you for sharing about how you decided to be an entrepreneur instead of following the usual path, right? Some people take years until they embark on that journey and you went for it right away. Can you tell us more about your brand, how you ended up with Ruli Torres as your fashion design brand? Um, and Ruli is uh, my nickname. Um, my nickname is, you know, since I was a child. So uh, it's a very dear name to me. And I, I wanted to kind of embrace it. And I decided to uh, to name my brand after my nickname. And everybody, pretty much everybody in Dallas knows me as Ruli Torres now rather than Raul. Um, I am going to keep Raul Torres for like a higher end brand. Um, right now, I'm currently working on just a ready to wear line starting in 2021. I started out designing evening gowns. It's not easy, but for whatever reason, I just like the challenge of uh, making evening gowns and making women feel even more beautiful. So um, I just, I like how my clients reacted every time I made their ideas, you know, become a reality. To me, it was very rewarding every time I saw the clients' reactions. Now I'm trying to reach out to a different audience. And so I think ready-to-wear, everybody seems to look for a lot more comfort. The ready-to-wear brand, I feel like it's going to include a little bit more of my cultural background. My favorite holiday is Dia de los Muertos, so I'm including a calavera, which a lot of people, I, I've gotten a lot of backlash about that. I'm not backing down from that. Like to me, it's part of my culture. It has a different meaning than what people have told me. They think it's kind of like something related with a Diablo and all this crap. One of my favorite things was going to the Pueblo with my mom on Dia de los Muertos, and I got really excited, and I always asked for a calavera with my name on it. And so I'm including that in my designs, T-shirts, uh, hoodies, even hats. So I'm pretty excited about how that's going to go. Tell me more about how you customize outfits for people. Like, How do clients approach you? Believe it or not, a lot of it has been word of mouth. And with social media, social media has been awesome. Some people always tell me, oh, you post too much stuff. And I'm like, well, if you don't post and you know, people don't really know that you exist. You constantly have to be, you know, posting whatever you can so that people know what you do, who you are. And I'm constantly doing photo shoots, videos, whatnot. Because, I mean, everybody's on social media, especially when we were quarantined. Like, that's all people did. Like, just be constantly on social media. And I did see the difference on how people started looking at my content. Not only do you have a fashion designing company, not only are you starting a ready-to-wear brand, but you also started a model agency? 
the models kept asking me where they could work. A lot of them didn't have any experience. They got experience uh, through my fashion shows. I do produce my own fashion shows. I choose my own theme, music, everything, atmosphere. Um, I always try to seek and give opportunities to models. The most important thing that I see in models is that they they are willing to try it. And this year, I had like plus size models. I had trans. I had, I mean. Models of all kinds. I've had uh, autistic teenagers. This is such a tough industry, and people people can be pretty nasty in the industry. And you know, if if I'm a, if I'm if I have the opportunity to allow the people to uh, be on the catwalk and kind of experience a dream that they might have had, then to me that is also very rewarding. Before I started my own company, I was actually volunteering for um, different nonprofits. I didn't see any Latinos involved. Right now, my mission is to get more Latinos involved in the community so that they can see that we are wanting to give back to the community. Yeah, what are some ways that you give back? You, you mentioned that you invite models of all types uh, and those that are inexperienced in the industry. But also, I've heard you put on shows as fundraisers as well. Uh, yeah, I've I've done uh, fundraising uh, fashion shows for um, foster children. Um, actually, the one the first one that I work with is out of California. It's called Together We Rise. But there's so many nonprofits out there that people don't even know. I actually had my second meeting uh, planning the Pink Fashion Show, which is kind of my signature annual event, which helps. Uh, uh, raise awareness for women with breast cancer. So um, this year, uh, we were able to uh, make a bigger donation than last year. And that's the goal is to donate to um, education for breast cancer awareness. But I've done, I, and I've worked with other nonprofit organizations such as HIV and AIDS, uh, ALS, Lou Garrison's disease for better women's shelters. And this year, I'm planning to do one also for um uh, uh, mental health awareness, porque um, a lot of the Latinos don't really, it's kind of like a taboo. A lot of the Latinos don't really want to have anything to do with it. Like, oh, is that local or whatever, you're crazy. And um, there's a lot of needs, especially right now with everything that we're going through. You're absolutely right. I've also seen video footage of you being on Good Morning Texas, Univision, Telemundo, Estrella TV. Did you feel a little bit of a diva? when you went up in those shows or what, what was your presence like? How did you feel? I actually am very, very shy person, believe it or not. I have forced myself to, to be in front of camera. Um, I, I actually always like to be, stay behind the scenes in every regards. And sometimes you, you won't see like how nervous I am, but I'm like, I rather create like 10,000 pieces than to be in front of a camera because it really kind of takes a toll on me. Again, sometimes you, you're not able to see it, but I just, I, I, I don't know how to explain the feeling, honestly. Um, it's rewarding too. Good Morning Texas, I didn't anticipate. They just call me out of the blue. Again, um, I'm, I'm not only just on social media, but people can, can Google me. And sometimes I guess um, they saw... Uh, some of the articles that uh, were being written about me, you know, from the um, from the face mask that I that I was producing and donating, it's it's really rewarding that now, uh, like Good Morning Texas and other shows are 
reaching out to me rather than me trying to reach out to them. So it's, I don't know, I feel like it's my, my, my work is paying back. Yeah, like you are building your own uh, designing, you are building your brand and people are noticing. What are some things that you notice when you are in your studio or, or at, you know, at work? What are some things that you really enjoy doing? I guess I'll explain it to when I was in, in college. Uh, sometimes I would skip several steps and my professors would get really ticked off and they would take points off because they wanted to see the whole process and I would just skip, you know, like the sketching and whatnot because it was like already in my head. And so I just get extremely excited and I'm already like imagining what I'm going to create when I see the fabrics and people are like, how the hell did you do that? But I, I sometimes I can't explain it. Like it just comes to me even the themes that I'm going to do, or even if I listen to a song, um, I get a lot of inspiration from from the songs or even a building. If, if I'm walking around downtown, I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's such a neat building. Or, I mean, just there's so many things that inspire me, but sometimes I don't, I can't even pin them. Like even when I'm dreaming that night, something just like pops up out of the blue. Right. And in our show, there's a question that I ask every uh, person that I interview. And that's exactly what you're uh, trying to figure out is, Raul, what is your source of poder? What inspires you? Where's that source coming from? I feel like I get a lot of poder from the people that follow me because there's there's been some times where um, I just want to give up because I do, you know, I do get exhausted from time to time because I'm always working. Um, I don't feel like I'm working, but like my body obviously, you know, gets exhausted and there's been times where like I'm literally like sometimes I don't sleep if I'm I'm having to de design something for a client. If a client comes up to me and tells me, oh, can you make this for me by tomorrow? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I can. But, you know, I'm not going to get any sleep. So over a period of time, you know, me empiezo a cansar. So I started getting exhausted and my body just obviously taking a toll. And I'm just like, oh, man, I just... I'm done with this. I just, I work my butt off. And, and I think we all kind of get those moments. Sometimes if I make a post about it or something, people just sometimes even just random people that I don't even know, like, I'll give you an example of the, whenever I did the interview with good morning, Texas, just some random person called me and was trying to tell me like how impressed they were. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like a support system. Uh, social media is like a support system and they're 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 kind of like my source of poder and my mother as well like she's always like a tough cookie oh my gosh that lady is just made out of iron and even the even the breast cancer survivors like they go through so much every single day they're the ones who literally like they're struggling they're you know fighting so many things that are you know going wrong in their lives and I'm just like try I try to catch myself and and I see the poder and the people that that want to see me succeed. Yeah, thank you for sharing your source of poder and who inspires you day by day. When you think about the beginnings of your of your journey into where you are right now, when was that point in your life when you said, "Yes, this is what I want to do"? The first class that I took at the University of Arkansas, they took us to the Sears headquarters in Chicago. And again, I was the only Latino. I was the only, well, no, there was another guy. Pero there was about, I mean, it was just all girls. And uh, they took us to our first fashion show. 
I just kind of started. I, I me quedé con la boca abierta. I was just so shocked with with the fashion show and and how they presented it. And I was just like, uh, this is this is what I want to do. Like if I have to sweep the catwalk or whatever. Like I was just so impressed with with the production. That's kind of what caught my attention. I was just my first fashion show in Chicago. You know, those moments can be really powerful. At the end of our episodes, I ask our guests, what are some last words you would like to leave uh, with our audience? A lot of people ask me how to encourage someone. I feel like taking risks is probably one of the best things that you can do in life. I mean, I, I've had a lot of fears. Like one of my biggest fears was to go to New York. And I I didn't know anybody over there. And once I ended up facing that fear, I was just like, pues no pasó nada, nothing happened, you know. And from that point on, I've just taken risk. I mean, I, I try to be really careful. It's not really a, a failure if I fail at something. I try to analyze what I did wrong. And then I try to not make the same mistakes. For example, um, I was always struggling, like moving from one place to another uh, with my business. And my goal was just to stay stable in one place. And I've been in, in this uh, location in downtown Dallas for almost two years. My main goal was to make it here for one year. And now I'm just really pleased and happy that, you know, I kept pushing forward. Don't be afraid of anything. If, if that's what you want, just pursue it. And eventually something's going to come out of it. How do people get a hold of you if they want to be a future client or they want to participate in your model agency or perhaps they just want to uh, pick your brain and see you as a mentor? How do people get a hold of you or follow you on social media? They can they can just Google me, uh, Rolito Torres Fashion Designer. And if they Google me, um, all kinds of all my social media is going to pop up. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, but I also have a website, rulitorres.com. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being a guest on today's show. Thank you, Sergio. I'm really happy to um, be your guest. And thank you for allowing me to do my first podcast. Thank you for listening to Poder Podcast, the podcast con poder. This is Sergio Lagunas. Music is produced by Brian Navarrete. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or on your favorite app. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Poder Podcast.